Welcome to Q&A with Rev Rowe. This is episode five, where we're going to be talking about fasting. We're so glad to have you with us uh, as we talk this week about fasting. Since we're entering into the season of Lent, I thought it'd be a great opportunity for us to talk a little bit about what fasting is, some of the misconceptions, misnomers, uh, but also why fasting isn't really the worst thing in the world, um, even in the Lutheran Church. So uh, this isn't coming from a direct question from you, the listener, but as we enter into the season of Lent just this last week on Ash Wednesday, I thought it'd be a good opportunity to talk a little bit about what fasting is, because this is typically one of the major seasons where Christians um, are fasting. Although there are some Christians around the world who do fast for other seasons of the church year, but this one in particular is most well known for fasting, so I thought it'd be a good opportunity. Um, Some... People will often uh, dismiss, especially in the Lutheran Church, the idea of fasting because um, it's seen more as a as a Catholic idea. Um, at least in the modern day Catholic Church, it's far more common to see folks uh, in that church denomination doing forms of fasting, uh, whether it's giving up something uh, for the duration or the season of Lent um, or something like that. Or you'll sometimes see that. They don't eat fish um, on specific days of the week during Lent, and so they only eat fish or something something like that. Um, there are some different ideas that come from the Catholic Church on, with regard to fasting. Uh, some people also don't really fast. It becomes sort of a season of doing things, you know, maybe self-improvement ideas. So it's not really about the fasting. It's more about dieting. So maybe you're trying to cut out sweets and you feel like this is, you know, something that you've wanted to do as a part of your diet, but it works well with the season of Lent. And so you can combine the two things. Um, it's not really about that, or it's not supposed to be about that. Uh, and sometimes even further, we will look at the season of Lent and the fasting during Lent as a way of self-improving, right? So you might eliminate something to try to improve yourself about, you know, who you are and um, being a better Christian or something like that or being a better person. Fasting is not really meant to be about that at all. Uh, And maybe the saddest thing is the idea that Lent or that fasting, not Lent, is uh, seen as a kind of a modern concept and it's really not. Fasting is a really ancient practice um, and not even really an exclusively Christian practice. Um, This has gone back for a long, long time. People have adopted the practice of fasting from certain things. But for our purposes anyway, in the Bible, fasting is a very common thing, both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. Um, So we as Lutherans should not dismiss the idea of fasting as a unchristian idea or something that's meant to hurt people or harm people or make them feel that they need to earn salvation. That's not really the intention of fasting. Um, It's meant to be a spiritual exercise uh, that becomes 
quite physical, uh, a very real thing, where our spiritual faith uh, becomes a very real practice um, in the idea of fasting. And so I'm not going to go through all the different parts of the Old Testament or in the New Testament where fasting is described, but at least in the Old Testament, you'll primarily see fasting involved in uh, different feast days, right? When a feast day would come up, uh, there was usually a, a form of fasting or uh, they would avoid certain foods, um, certain drinks and those sorts of things. And then at the end of the fast, they would usually celebrate with a festival or a feast day. Uh, and the same is true in the New Testament. That was still uh, an understanding of things. Um, and even in the early church. So fasting is a long tradition in the Bible and in the church. Uh, this is not a new thing. Um, and so one of my goals is to talk about, you know, what can we modern day Lutherans do uh, with regard to fasting? Should we do it? Is it helpful? All those things. I found it important, though, to read at least uh, one of the areas where Jesus mentions it uh, in Matthew chapter 6, where Jesus says, and this is in the Sermon on the Mount, he tells his disciples, and when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Now, many people like to take that to mean that Jesus is saying, don't fast at all. But he doesn't say that. He doesn't say, if you fast. He says, when you fast. Meaning, the assumption is that a part of our life is probably going to involve the idea of fasting. So, I think it's proper for us to say, oh, maybe fasting isn't the worst thing in the world. So what exactly should we expect or anticipate if we're going to be good Christians and also good Lutherans to talk about fasting? So that's what I want to kind of spend the majority of our time talking about. So fasting is just the idea of uh, removing certain things from uh, your life, usually particularly diet, but it could be anything, uh, for a period of time. Uh, for a specific reason. Now, the important thing to remember is that we don't always fast from things that are bad. Honestly, we sometimes can fast from things that are good. Uh, so, you know, you can fast from foods that are not necessarily bad for you. They're just things that, you know, you remove for a period of time. Okay. Um, but what you're going to do for fasting is you're going to do any number of things. So fasting can be for preparation. So most of the time in the Bible, at least when people are fasting, it was usually to prepare themselves for a festival or a feast day. And so they would go through a period of, you know, avoiding foods from their diet. Um, and then at the end of that, they would celebrate and it was a way for their physical body to uh, prepare and get excited for what was coming. Uh, you know, it would be kind of like, if you celebrated Christmas with your kids by taking away all the toys for the season of Advent so that when you get to Christmas and the toys were opened, it would be like, wow, this is amazing. It's like we haven't even seen a toy for the last month. And that's exactly the point. Um, and the same was true with food. It's not that the, you know, if you removed meat from your diet, for example, it's not that the meat is bad, but it's a way um, to show at the end when you break the fast, uh, the celebration becomes all the more exciting. Uh, fasting can also be a really good physical exercise. Um, and what I mean by that is not a way of like dieting to lose weight. It's a physical exercise of, uh, of your stamina, you know, mentally, right? Because sometimes when you eliminate something, you usually feel that yearning, um, and that gut feeling of, I want that. So obviously if you're someone like me who drinks coffee, 
I mean, imagine if you drink coffee every day, the moment you remove that for at least a day, your body actually yearns for it. You can have a headache and you're, you crave it. You know, uh, your mind is forcing you to want to do it. So it's a really interesting physical exercise when you fast to show you and to remind yourself like, wow, man, look at my body really wants this thing. And so a part of fasting is that when you do that physical exercise, it's going to show you, right, how sinful we can be, how we can take something that is not bad, like something like coffee, that is not a bad thing in and of itself, but how we can kind of distort it and become obsessed with it to the point of that if we don't have this, I can't function, something like that. Um, and so by extension, when we fast, we go, man, I can't you know, I can't step away from coffee. I can't step away from sweets for that long without uh, feeling despair. And it's like, well, that's why we are reminded, especially during Lent, that we need someone like Jesus. We need a savior. So fasting can be a really helpful physical exercise to show how mentally and physically we need someone like Jesus to help us. The other benefit, I think, of fasting is, at least, you know, throughout the history of the church is that it is a way for us to control our appetite for things. And I don't just mean for food, although that could be a part of it. Um, you know, you could do this if you fasted from social media, for example. You know, when you remove it for a period of time, it can help you to not desire it as much so that even if you incorporated it back into your life, you maybe realize, I, you know, I don't need this all the time, right? And so fasting can help us control our appetites because some people, and I wouldn't say everybody, have a tendency towards uh, a, like an addictive personality where the more we do something, we just can't get enough of it. We need to have more and more and more. And so fasting allows us to kind of control that appetite for that thing. Um, and so fasting can be really helpful in that way in teaching you and understanding yourself better. Um, so that's kind of some of the reasons why you might fast uh, for it. But you'll notice that you know fasting does ha have a large reflection on yourself. But what it's supposed to do isn't just for you to wallow in pity and make yourself miserable. As Jesus says, you don't want people to, you know, you don't want to fast so that everybody can see you. Like, look at me, I'm suffering. Uh, instead, it's supposed to drive us toward God and say, wow, you know, even something as simple as removing coffee from my diet is a difficult process. Even something like removing social media for 30 days is just too much for me, that sort of thing. And that's supposed to force us to be reminded, man, we need a savior. We need someone to help us. And so an additional thing that I think a lot of folks will do um, when they fast is not just to remove something uh, alone, but it also could be replaced with something else, usually something that points us to Jesus. So um, if you're trying to not watch TV, well, maybe during that time, you can spend reading your Bible or be in prayer. You know, if you're trying to give up specific foods, you know, during that time, if you feel a yearning to eat more foods, well, then that should be a reminder, I need to pray in this moment, something like that. So you're replacing that need in your body for something that you don't absolutely need and replacing it with a need for Jesus. So that's kind of the idea behind it. So kind of to finish up here, the idea of fasting, I think, is not really a negative thing for Christians to do. I think it's something that we should embrace 
even in the Lutheran Church, you know, just because it's something that's done in maybe the Catholic Church or other denominations doesn't mean it's a bad thing for us to do. And not only that, but I think fasting could be done anytime during the year. Uh, just finding something in your life that you feel like you do a lot um, that isn't necessary, and most of the things we have are not, and just you know, fast from it for a period of time. Maybe if it's, uh, you know, sports, if you love football, just maybe decide, you know, maybe if you watch the NFL every single week or something, say, you know what, one weekend, I'm going to prevent myself from watching football for one week and see what happens. And it might be hard. It might be a challenge, but that's okay. Like that's the point of fasting. It could be food. It could be technology, uh, any of those things. Uh, just find something and just try to fast from a, for a period of time. And it's a really helpful exercise uh, to learn more about yourself and more about your sinfulness, um, how fragile we are. Um, and during that time, the hope is, is that it points you and directs you more towards Jesus. So I hope that this was an enjoyable uh experience for you. And if you are someone who would like to ask any questions yourself for an upcoming podcast, please look at the show notes of this episode um, and we'd be happy to get to those questions.